What's up, Cleveland Cavaliers fans? Man, we're here with the That's Rather Cavaliers podcast on the FFSN Sports Network. And I'm sitting here with my boys Tate and my boy Che Dig to talk a little bit about Cavs basketball. But before we jump into it, I'd like to just ask you guys to watch us and follow us. Listen to us on the FFSN radio, Apple and iHeart as we pro- as we bring this podcast to you. And also check us out on the Know It Alls podcast on YouTube as we bring the rendition of this edition back to you. But man, as we jump and move forward with this podcast, my man Tate, talk to me. What's happening with them Cleveland Cavaliers, boys? And what's going on with you this evening? What's up, Big G, man? What's up, Diggs? I'm doing good, man. Good to be here with you fellas, you know, talking some basketball. Just got done watching the game. A few things I note noted in the game. I'm sure you'll get into Big G. Um, I didn't I didn't know Vince Carter was part of the Orlando Magic home broadcast. Yeah. I know he's from Florida and he lived down there, but I didn't know he's part of the broadcast. I mean he's typically on, on NBA TV, I believe, a lot of times. But that's just something I, I noted. I had to watch the magic broadcast. As far as the game goes, I mean, offensively the Cavs look good. You got Another 40 ball from D. Mitchell. Yeah, for sure. You got the 50th win of the season. You got clinching clinching the fourth seed, home home court advantage in the first round. Yes, sir. Karis Levert, I believe, went six or seven from three-point range. Yes, he did. Um, um, Garland had 16 and 10, had a double-double. I need more on the boards from, from Mobley and Allen, and I felt like Defensively, they both were a little passive tonight. I thought Orlando kept just getting to the bucket and getting getting to the getting to their spots in the paint. I mean, they 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 made Markel Fultz look like an all star. He had a couple highlight dunks. Mm. You had a, a wonderful move by uh, Jalen Suggs, and just overall, I mean, Orlando played well. Cleveland got tightened up defensively, man. I mean, I know that's their calling card, but not 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 the past few games. They going to a series with New York looking like this. I don't know how much faith I have in them, but that's yes. all I got for now, man. Yeah, for sure. Shay Digger, man, you talk to me about what you saw tonight with the Cleveland Cavaliers with the 117-111 win. Uh, great job tonight. Like uh, Tate noted, 50th win of the year. Um, what really stood out to me is Karis LeVert. Very efficient, 7 of 10 from the field. I think he did go five of six from three-point range. And I don't think we get this dub without him tonight. He, I mean, I, I noted that at, at our last pod, but our bench has to step up. And Levert can't do it every night alone, but he, he did it tonight. Gregory, D. Mitchell, another 40-piece, four in a row. And, uh, yeah, excited to um, lock in the fourth seed and get ready for these New York Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Man, the 50th win was crucial for us because I think that puts us definitely in position where we're going to have the home court advantage through through this playoff series, which was definitely an advantage for the Cavs because being so young and not playoff battle tested. But as you know, we move the conversation forward. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the deficiencies that we saw on the Cavs tonight, because, of course, we love the win. But let's talk about some of the deficiencies we saw. I know I want to point out definitely the the boards, how we were killed on the boards. But I just want to throw it up to you guys to say, did you see some defensive liabilities that could hurt us moving forward as the Cavs? Che, I'm going to ask you first. Just give me your your rendition of what you've seen from the Cavs. I believe that in order for us to succeed in the playoffs, 
we have to step up defensively. Our bigs have to be aggressive on the rebounds. Um, it doesn't make any sense for neither one of them to have double-digit rebounds in a game like where Orlando doesn't even have a big that can go up toe-to-toe against Mobley and Allen. So it was a little um, alarming how we uh, weren't as aggressive, but I think we maybe slightly taking our foot off the pedal because we got the clinch. Uh, we clinched the fourth seed. We're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cats just trying to rest up and stay healthy and make sure we can, uh, you know, get into that tournament and win 16 games. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Take talk to me, man. Any of the deficiencies you saw with the Cavs that have you on concern mode as we move forward with the New York Knicks in the playoffs? Uh, I agree with the, with, with the little homie Diggs, man. I think they just kind of just, just play lax tonight. You know what I mean? Mm. But if you mess around and come in playing lax in the playoffs, you're going to get popped. Yeah. That playoffs is a whole different level of intensity, and you got to bring it every game, every series, every quarter. Mm. So, I mean, and we we have a lot of young guys. I don't know that they understand that. I know Donovan Mitchell. Dude, Donovan Mitchell in playoff mode now. Oh, I yeah. mean, you, you know his playoff average goes up for the playoffs for his career. Correct. So he's, he's in playoff mode now. Yeah. Um, but the other guys, I mean, Karis LeVert has m- minimum playoff experience along with Jared Allen. Yeah. I don't know about any of the other guys. I mean, you know we got Danny Green and Rubio, but they're not they're not main factors. I'm talking about the main guys. Mm. And I mean, if, if they don't come already turned up, it's gonna be it's gonna be a short playoff run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the deficiency of 47 to 30 on the boards tonight, you know, really kept this game close because I said if the, if we rebound aggressively and that thing swings more like to an even match. You know, we blow them out. But down 47 to 30 on the rebounds, man, killed us. But I will say moving forward, I think I saw the playoff rotation early on for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The bench got shortened big time tonight, and that helped the Cavs because down the stretch, you had guys who didn't have to get lathered up like Mobley, like Allen. You know, they were able to play. And Karis LeVert definitely played his heart out tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I like the rotation that I'm seeing right now as we shorten the minutes and get it closer to my only, my only deficiency or, or thinking is, is that when we swing the bigs in and out and you got to bring Wade in to play that pseudo center, you know, that puts us at a deficiency when we line up with a team that likes to bang. And I think a lot of the, the rebounds deficiency was on the floor tonight when Wade had to move to the five for the Cavaliers, but you guys are absolutely right. Donovan Mitchell was in playoff mode. Did 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 Wade play at any time with with with, with neither Allen or Mobley on the floor? I don't yeah, think he did. In did the he? third in the third quarter, he swung for about three minutes with Mobley and Allen not on the floor. And there was also a time where there, it was early on in the fourth quarter when they ran the early subs. It wasn't before like a minute to minute and a half, but he was out there with not him on the floor. Yeah, well, you were right. I mean, Allen played twenty seven minutes the. The other night in the game against who they played the night, the Pacers. Yeah, played twenty seven minutes. He is up to thirty four tonight, mm. so he he played a lot better. Mobley played thirty five. Dean Wade did play twenty nine, and uh, Stevenson's played. Stevens played ten. So, yeah, that what, what Wade is getting the nod in that rotation as far as the minutes between him and Stevens. Mm. Your boy Eisen only got five minutes. Lavert Lavert got thirty six. I think you're right. They shortened. They shortened the uh, the rotation. Yeah. No Coro though. Yeah, no Coro. Sure. Yeah, well Coro's out injured. He's so, gonna be in there in the playoffs. 
Yeah, so some of the minutes that that Wade is getting is going to be Okoro, and Osmond will get probably even less minutes. But mm. so yeah, Wade Wade will come in. But the rotation, the closing rotation, I see even when Okoro is back, mm. is the three guard lineup. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 Mitchell, Garland, Lavert, Mobley, and Allen. That 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 that'll be the close. They'll be the closers. Yeah. Yeah, Che Diggs, what you think about that statement by Tate, man, about as far as who's going to close out for the Cavs and that three-guard rotation going down the stretch? Um, Honestly, I believe the three-guard rotation is best, but as long as D. Mitchell has the ball in his hands and the final two minutes, I'm not really worried about, um, you know, much after that. D.G., he has got to step up and make these shots, man. He's been struggling from the floor. He's getting mm. he's getting his assists off. He's averaging, I want to say, eight assists per game. Yeah. Um, but man, he's got to knock down some shots. We're gonna need that offense to go up against Garland and Reddish and and Josh Hart. And I'm thinking about playoffs. These regular season games, I don't I don't even think we should play them. Reddish out of uh, New York, man. The starters. I mean, not Reddish. Pardon me. I meant R.J. Barrett, his teammate. Yeah, Duke Blue Devils all day and night. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. Yeah. But nah, I mean, I agree. But the thing is, in the playoffs, we know it's all about matchup and the coaches scheme up stuff. And and uh, and 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 Thibodeau is a great is is a really really good coach, especially defensively. Yeah. So that's what we're looking at. So, in in in, in the closing time of the game, he gonna force the ball Mitchell's hand. Yeah. Mitchell gonna have to play off ball. So you, and we say have the ball Mitchell's hand. New York is gonna force the ball in his hand. And you need other capable ball handlers and playmakers on the floor. And that's where DG and, and Karis LeVert come in because Mitchell can kick it to them. They can drive and kick and swing and swing. And then Mitchell get the ball back and he can do something. Yeah, But he, sure. he can't be the one to bring the ball and come up the court and set the offense in the crunch time for these games because well, – Yeah, that's he, why I made my point. DG, he's he's got to make some shots. I mean, 6-16, six yeah. 16, one for four downtown is not good enough. I mean, yeah. we did our we did our thing at the free throw line tonight, eighteen to twenty, which is highly impressive. Um, but if Garland is gonna um, be open, because D Mitchell's gonna draw two, yeah. And so Garland's got to be open to hit that shot. Karis Levert's got to be open to hit that shot. Great job tonight, five or six. Yeah. Um, but and I, I like to see Garland. Um, I like to see Garland play off ball anyway. I think I think that's a better fit for the finals down the final stretch. Yeah, is is Mitchell handling the rock Garland in the corner, or at the Garland is um not in the corner, Levert in the corner, and Garland is 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 bringing away the off defender. Yeah, that draw to a kick game is going to be critical. You know, when you got a three guard rotation that can spin it, you definitely can draw to and kick all day and night from the three point line or right inside the three point line. So that's going to be critical moving forward with the Cavs. I'll tell you what though, too, I really did like how we got gritty because the game got close late. You know, a couple of times, the last seven minutes, last six minutes, and the game was close. Now, Mitchell, of course, you know, he's our perimeter all-star. He's a perimeter first-team All-NBA. But the other players stepped up and played great basketball down that last six minutes, man. And so I like the fact that the Cavs are, are figuring out the rotation and moving forward to get ready for what the grind minutes that's coming. Because, Tate, you hit it out of the park. Thibodeau is a grind coach. That's what he does. He knows how to take the best player away from you. So we got to have players step up and do their thing. Garland, I would rather have him shooting like this now than going into the playoffs. But the issue is going to be now for the Cavs, and this is a question I want to ask both of you guys. Do the Cavs start to rest their players? 
before we go into these last three games now that we've sealed the fourth seed moving forward in the playoffs i believe Tay, man, go, should, go ahead Jay. i believe we should rest our players um this is an important series for our organization i mean first playoff parents without lebron so I think we should be 100% going into this series. This means a whole lot for our organization, for our head coach, and for our young players. It's very important that we come in here 100%, get coral back healthy. Um, let's cut down on um, the minutes of Jared Allen. Let's cut down on some of the minutes from Mobley, get him back right. And let's just lock in, man. I mean, Mitchell is the guy who's, who's the only guy who has the playoff experience. Um, I think Levert might have gotten there with Brooklyn one year. Yeah, he did. I'm not mistaken, but it's, it takes, it's going to take all 12, even if you're not playing. All of them got to believe. Our motto here is let them know. And, and, and that's what we got to do. <laughs> let them know in Cavs Nation. Take, talk to me, man. What do you think? Is it time to rest the starters and move forward for these last couple of games down the stretch? I think they I think they probably will. I don't think they should. I mean, they they have two games left. One Thursday against Orlando again, mm. and one Sunday closing out against Charlotte. And if they play the first day of the playoffs, that's not till the till the next Saturday. So you're going to get your rest. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't I don't see the need to pull guys out 9 10 days ahead of time. We're not that team. All the all the reps, we're not a, a highly highly uh veteran team so all the reps they can get all the experience they can get that's valuable yeah. coming down the stretch yeah. now i can see him i can see him shortening the minutes mm. you know but but you know just not dress it on the sideline for the last two games i mean well why not we want 52 wins we got 50 we should be able to beat orlando and beat yeah. uh charlotte and then pull guys out in the middle of the third quarter and let them sit the rest of the game if we, if we come out and do what we're supposed to do Shay Digg, I see you shaking your head. Talk to me, man. You don't just you don't agree with that point that Tate's making. I just believe that we're so young that our we we don't have the uh, like you said we don't have the veteran leadership to take us um, into this playoffs with you know putting the team on the shoulders. We don't have that guy, but mm -hmm. I do believe that cutting down the minutes would be more appropriate than not sitting them so they can stay loose, stay warm. And, and like you said, they'll be resting for a week even after the season ends. But I don't think we should be um, playing our guys like over 22 minutes for our starters. It's yeah. pointless. It's pointless. For sure. Great and valuable points out of both of you guys. Let's just swing a minute to, you know, recap about the Orlando Magic. You know, I know in our last podcast, I talked a lot about how close the Orlando Magic are as far as a basketball organization to be a very competitive and winning team. I think they showed that tonight against the Cavs. So I want to give them credit, even though we handled our business as a team and went in there and, and won. Tate, talk to me a little bit about those young Orlando Magic and what do you think moving forward, what they're going to look like? They have some pieces. I mean... You know, both of y'all was kind of way out there, in my opinion, the other night with you they a piece away. Dig say Franz Wagner is a sharpshooter. He went one to three from three point range tonight. So I, I but, still I still believe that they're a piece no, away. No, man. they're really good. I mean, yeah. but a piece away, Big G. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure they what they're, they're very guard heavy. They yeah, they Wild have guard. they have faults. They have Cole Anthony. They have Jalen Jalen Suggs. Mm -hmm. I mean, they still have Gary Harris. I think he'll be going next year. Yeah. But it's it's all about uh, Banchero, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pablo for sure. Pablo, that's who it's about. Star. 
He's a star. And they got uh the kid they traded from Chicago that was a dookie too. They Wendell got him from Carter. Chicago, the center. Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they do have some pieces. So when you say they have piece away, if they get a, a major veteran in free agency, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we 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 not counting on getting that piece in the draft. Yeah. Because a, a, a first a first round player in the draft will make them better long term, but it's not gonna put them over the top next year. Now, if they can get a veteran free agent, somebody like that, yeah, I they 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 can make some noise, be competing for that playing seed next year. Yeah, I think the Orlando Magic is definitely at a point of impasse because do they they do have cap space? They're in the top ten cap space available for next year. But the issue is, do you sign the youngsters long term and lock them into deals? Put you in a position that, like you say, Tate, move forward in a long term, or do you say, "Hey, yeah, they look, can, man, they can, we they, get a splash." They can step up. Cleveland just officially eliminated them, but they in, in the eleven spot, so that means they're right there at the ten spot. But they're still four games behind Chicago for the tenth, the tenth spot. Yeah, in the East. But I do think a nice veteran, couple of nice veteran additions can push them over and put them solidly in that in that playing mode, playing yeah. position. I'm going to tell you what team they remind me of. They remind me of the Phoenix Suns that was in the bubble a couple years ago when Phoenix won all those games and got in and was like ready for the play-in. The next year they go in and they add a wily old veteran like Chris Paul and that settles the franchise they, down and you see what happens. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. Chris Paul played for OKC in the bubble. Yeah, correct. And he correct. got them there. Correct. Correct. And I think that's what they need. In Orlando, they need a wily old veteran to come in there and handle this business and still be able to score and, and not dominate but facilitate and let the other guys know you're ready to win as an organization. But still, hats up to the Orlando Magic, but we're here to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I have like one last question before we get out of here as far as a podcast. Fellas, did Donovan Mitchell solidify himself tonight as first team all NBA? Tate, talk to me. Is he first team all NBA? Man, he's trying to play his way up there, man. I mean, and and I know, I know y'all feelings on it. I, I pumped y'all brakes on that night about him being MVP, but he could definitely be first team all 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 pro. Mm. Um, first team all NBA gets all pro is, is football. First team all NBA. I'm trying to think. I agree. You got. Ooh, it's tough, man. Because MB, Giannis, and Joker. Mm. I mean, Giannis gonna make it, but MB and Joker gonna cancel one of them. Gonna cancel each other out for first team. That's correct. So it'll probably go to the guy that won the MVP. And, you know, it's going to be one of them, I think. Yeah. Jason Tatum is in there. Yeah. I agree with you about James Harden. Yeah, Dig sure. Dig said James Harden is washed. I mean, no. James Harden might not be scoring 33 a night, but he has to, to pump it down a little bit. He's getting 22 and 22 and 11. 22 and 11 on, and 6. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, on, and on the third the, the third best team in the East. Yeah, change this game dramatically to to, to make MB the MVP player. So 22 11 know. and 6 I mean, is not sneaky. I, I can see I can see Seth Curry making it over D Mitchell maybe. Mm. He's averaging more points. Mm. But it's good. I think that last spot can come down between well, it's again, it's two it's 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 three dogs and two bones. Mm. You got you got Seth you got D. Mitch, and you got Harden for the backcourt. Yeah, two of those three gonna get it in the front court. You got Giannis, MB, and Joker. Two of those three gonna make it. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Tatum's a lock, no matter what. He's first team All NBA. Yeah, take take. I, th- I think Tatum will be the small forward. Okay, for sure. I, I, I think I'm Giannis probably... is the power forward. So really, 
there's really one two dogs and one bone between Giannis and Embiid. I mean Joker and Embiid for for the first team center spot. Oh, agreed, agreed. Che Digger, man, tell me, is your boy Donovan Mitchell first team All NBA? Um, yes, I, but I may just be a homer, but I believe he is first team. Where All you at, Diggs? Lance Setcher, Cleveland. Okay, there, there go that homer. Let go ahead, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Cleveland. Um, yeah, I think D. Mitch is should be a lock for um, first team All NBA. Maybe uh, third place votes for MVP. Um, mm. And I believe Harden is just not the. I think because we're we're you. I, I just don't believe that Harden. Uh, I just look at him through rose-colored glasses because we we used to Harden giving us 30 and 7 and 7. Mm. And he's playing with Embiid, who's got 50 points as we speak. So mm. it's not like he's doing a hell of a lot. He's a shell of himself. But that's what yeah. I mean by washed. I'm only comparing him to himself. Okay. Well, you know, my, my point about this is, is that he had to change his game. When LeBron James became the man, the dominant player, in Miami, you saw D-Wade take a step back. He was capable of getting 40 every night, but he wanted to make sure he facilitated the game through LeBron James in Miami. You know, I know that's a sore, sore spot for us Cavs I believe fans. the narrative but, around Harden, though, not to, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's fine. The narrative around Harden was that he just was out of shape. Hmm. His game was never high-flying. His game was always one-step, two-step, dribble-dribble, shoot, or hmm. get to the bucket, shooting 12, 13 free throws a game. Yeah. He's changed his game because he realizes he's not that player anymore. That's why he had to get out of Brooklyn. Mm. Okay. Tate, what you saying, man? I don't know if I agree with that, man. I mean, James Harden wanted to get out of Brooklyn because he saw he saw what was he saw what was great happen. He yeah. saw Kyrie not getting vaccinations, missing in practice, saying we don't need a coach, all that kind of stuff like that. I mean, James Harden, we can say, I mean, he was he was a uh, uh high volume usage mm. with the ball in his hand but James Harden put up numbers he's kind of like the kind of like the Antonio Brown from the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA mm. like a 6 year span of the greatest numbers in history yeah. yeah like he didn't continue to do it for personal reasons and other reasons but you put up his his best 6 years consecutively better, better up there with the greats of the of the NFL and the same like thing with James Harden. Don't I like it, but I don't because AB was a head case. You can't. He wasn't head case, case during them six years. But he, he never showed up to camp out of shape either. Mm. Overweight. I, but, I can see. But, I can see the he, comparison. He, was on the he showed up to camp in helicopters. Yeah. He's doing all kinds. Stunned. All kinds. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But James, James James Harden was going to the club, so that lets you know. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Embiid has never been in great shape. Even still, Embiid yeah. could go to another level right now. Yeah, for sure. But his right. nutrition, his his off season diet, and all that stuff, he's better than he has been since Doc Rivers has been there. But Embiid could legitimately go to another level that we have never seen. Yeah, it's time he's for him to go 15, to the. He's got fifty and thirteen right now. Twenty could have 25. seventy. Could have seventy if he goes to but the. He, most, but if he, if he was that guy with his yeah. nutrition and 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 getting in shape and took care of his body. Yeah, yeah, he needs he needs to visit Moses Malone and talk to Moses Malone about getting in shape. And just ask Charles Barkley what that did for his basketball game. He don't he don't he don't want to visit Moses though. Yeah, yeah. 
For sure. Well, it's 76ers, you know, over there going on in Philly. Hey, no, so I'm fellas. Saying, Mo Moses is dead, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He needed to talk. <laughs> well, go talk to Moses Malone's ace protege, Hakeem Olajuwon. Because Hakeem Olajuwon had learned directly from Moses Malone and transitioned into basketball. And he found out that being in basketball shape was critical if he wanted to be the guy. So so I so I, I go to Moses Malone part two, or better maybe even Moses Malone and Hackman. If, 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 if Embiid shed 15 pounds and toned up and, and stopped eating the McDonald's and stuff, he may have cut back on that. But he used to eat McDonald's before every game. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. if, but if he did that, he he 50 and 13 now mm -hmm. would literally be 65 and 20. No, agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Hey, so as we wrap this up, I need your parting shots for that's rather Cavaliers this evening for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Che, talk to me. What do you want to get off your chest before you move it on out? Well, um, I was really disappointed with how we came out in the first half tonight. Um, lackadaisical, to say the least. And I really, really don't want us to get off to these kind of starts in the playoffs because it's, 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 it's winter go home. And I keep saying it, this series means a lot to the city. It means a lot to the fans, mm. to the hardworking people of Cleveland. And I'll be there, hopefully, for one or two playoff games in the nosebleeds, me and my mm. son. And um, just looking forward to it, man. We got to we gotta at least get out of the first round for yeah. D. Mitchell to re-up. Yeah, and I hope sure. he get that All-NBA, too, because he can get the super max. Correct. And that's what he's going to want, and that's what we're going to have to give him. Yeah, well-deserving. Well-deserving as well. Tate, talk to me about your parting shots for that rather Cavaliers podcast. Man, D. Mitch still got two years left on his deal. So I don't know if he makes all the NBA first team, all NBA this team, if that helps his his, his numbers for his next contract. I don't know. Well, he but, can uh, re-up after this year if he I'm wanted not, to. I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried about him not re-upping. I mean, he's had the best year. The best career, the rest year of his career this year in Cleveland. He got Garland signed for five years already. Mowley's still on the rookie deal. Allen got three more years left after this. He'd be foolish to want to go anywhere. Mm. But uh my 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 thing is, man, I'm just gonna say that we got um we have Orlando at home again. We have Orlando at home on, on Thursday. Go ahead. JB, let these guys play. Mm. Let them just go go out and do what they're supposed to do. I mean, it, I think it'll be a good test because they had a tough game in the game that I don't think should be tough. But maybe I'm slighting Orlando a little bit. Maybe I mean, maybe it should be tough. But they need to come out and execute. And then you can go ahead and sit people on Sunday against Charlotte and then essentially have like a full nine days off before the playoffs start. But let's go ahead and do what we got to do against Orlando on Thursday get victory number fifty one. Uh, you know, big props to big props to to D. Mitch going for his fourth forty point game consecutively. He got uh forty another forty in the O for the W. So you know, JB just do what you need to do get this next victory. Then we can go ahead and start thinking about sitting some people. For sure, for sure. And as we close out, we want to thank you guys all again for listening to the Cleveland Cavaliers podcast on That's Rather Cavaliers on the FFSN Sports Network. Man, for your boy Big G, for my man Tate, for my man Che Diggs. Check us out on the know-it-alls as we push forward. We out of here. On YouTube, on YouTube. On YouTube. And let's go Cavs.
Peace.